Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, folks, you can change things, too. It's not just these radical far leftist Antifa fascist anti-free speech, you know, thugs. You can change things, too. What am I talking about? I played a 911 call yesterday on the show, uh, Armacost found, producer Joe. And there's an update to this story that I think is going to blow your mind. You can change things, too. Don't give up. All right. Today's show brought to you by our friends at ExpressVPN. Surf the web in safety and security. Get a VPN today. Keep those prying eyes away from your data. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you? Fine, sir. Hey, Daddy-o. I've got good news. I'm going to see my son I haven't even told weekend. you about the update, right? <laughs> no, yeah. you haven't told me I anything. know. You're excited about that. I'm really thing. excited. Yeah, I'm yeah, really happy. Doing well. Yeah, Thank I know. You. I know. We're taking folks from Friday. Uh, just a programming note. I'll be on The Five mm-hmm. later today if you'd like to All watch right. it. Guest hosting on the Fox News Channel. Friday and uh, Monday, we'll be taking off. Having said that, there will be a Friday show We're recording it a little early. It'll be an interview show uh, with one of the president's attorneys, Jenna Ellis, about a whole bunch of things. You're going to like it. That'll be there Friday. But Mm -hmm. uh, first day off in a while, Joe's excited to see little Joe. Um, I'm excited for Joe seeing little Joe. So that'll be good. All right, buddy. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Bowling Branch. We're proud to associate with businesses that focuses on the needs of our audience like Bowling Branch. They're great partners. The quality of their products and the way they pursue your satisfaction is top-notch. Bowl, B-O-L-L, and Branch epitomizes an American business success story. They don't just make sheets, bedding, pillows, and towels and all kinds of comfortable things for your home. With your help, they put thousands of people to work around the world. Pillows made in Cincinnati to mattresses made in Florida, Texas, and Arizona since they started six years ago in times like these when we're spending so much time at home. Starting and ending your day on the sheets or pillows that are really comfortable is a great reminder of how good life can be. We love these. We have them. And the great part about it is the more you wear them, the more you wear them and the more comfortable they get. Bowlandbranch.com is open for business. It's available online, still shipping their sheeps, pillows, and more. Fast and free anywhere in the United States. If you've never tried their sheets or down pillows, they will blow you away. Bowling Branch is still offering your 30-day guarantee. If you don't love them, return for a full refund. That's how good they are. Remember, you'll only find Bowling Branch sheets online. It's spelled B-O-L-L and branch.com. It's now the time to make a purchase. Use code Bongino and get $50 off your first set of sheets. Again, shipping is fast and free. Restrictions may apply. See branch.com for details. Go today. All right, Joe, let's go. So let's start with this quick update. Put a little smile on your face on this Tuesday morning. So you can change things, folks. We played that 911 call. Play it again today. This is a 911 call from Fredericksburg, Virginia. A woman is surrounded by protesters that turn into rioters rather quickly. She's got her child in the car. It's a three-minute call, but this is about a 30-second snippet. Played it yesterday, but it's important to play it again. She's clearly terrified, and the 911 operator completely drops the ball by telling her, no, don't you worry, basically. This is all, like, sanctioned A-OK behavior. In the interest of time, I want to play it, and I'm going to play what happened afterwards. I think you're going to like this. Check this out. I'm in downtown. The protesters are blocking. Um, the city has sanctioned their protest, so we just have officers that can only monitor it. They can't do anything about it, but we recommend but that you... They're blocking. Get out. Yeah, they're, allowed, so to that. they're allowed to do that per city hall, so we suggest that you um, report this to city hall and make a complaint there, and that way they can do something about it, because right now they told our officers that we can't do anything about it. But are you serious? The city you guys told us cannot- that we can't do anything, ma'am. Get out of my car. You know, this is going to get dangerous. I got a kid here. Yes, ma'am. It was just that you call up City Hall to let them know about your frustrations because they're all very frustrated. This is getting scary. I cannot. Or if you can do like a side road or something. But yeah, there's nothing else you can do to get them out. Get out of here, okay? This is insane. Oh, they're on my car. They're on my car. (laughs) Ma'am, are they actually sitting on or standing on your car? They're on my car. As you can hear, Uh, The woman is deeply disturbed and is getting absolutely no assistance from the emergency operator who picked up the 911 call. I don't know if it was this show because I didn't hear a lot of other mainstream outlets covering this that have a national audience like we do. But some of you in Fredericksburg and others must have been really upset and inquired about this because the Fredericksburg Police Department put out this video yesterday saying, hey, listen, we're looking at this. It's supposed to show you that when you guys and ladies make us think about something that's wrong, you can get some response too. Don't give up. That the, the left understand they never give up. They've been protesting since their their pink hats after the day after President Trump got elected. We got to do the same thing. There's no give up. New rules. We fight back too. 
It's a small thing that they put this video out, but it matters. Check this out. Hi, my name is Sarah Kirkpatrick, and I'm the public information officer for the Fredericksburg Police Department. Recently, we've received several concerns from people about a 911 call that was made public where a woman and her child were driving downtown and they were met by demonstrators. While the woman was on the phone with our 911 center, a person jumped on her vehicle. Now, anyone that has heard this call can hear how frightened she was frightened for herself, frightened for her daughter. And as a mother myself, I can only imagine the thoughts that were going through her head. Now, since this unfortunate situation, we have had several conversations with the caller. We also had an officer open a criminal investigation the following day to identify the person that jumped on her vehicle. We're treating this investigation like we would any other criminal investigation in an attempt to identify this person. We've also made adjustments in our communication center. If a person dials 911 for concern about demonstrators in the roadways, they will be notified that an officer is staged one block away, not only to divert traffic, but also for their safety. If you express concern for your safety, you can be certain an officer will respond to assist you. Whether you're in the downtown district or anywhere in the city of Fredericksburg, we are here to serve you. All right. That's pretty darn good yeah, in response baby. to uh, you all activists out there doing the right thing and standing up for what's decent and good and apparently calling or emailing Fredericksburg and saying, hey, I kind of got a problem with this. So now we know a couple things. Apparently some kind of um, discipline or whatever uh, happened with the 911 operator, whatever, however they worded that in that video there, and that they're also going to reformulate their policies here. You see, this stuff works, folks. Again, small victory. But small victories matter. You know, it's, it's, it's when we expand the sphere of small victories into bigger and bigger and bigger victories, we can eventually take back the battle space of ideas we're on right now where we're getting our collective arses kicked. Because remember, the left never gives up. I can't say this enough. You know, I, I'm not here for hoorah speeches every day. I'm not a football coach. I'm here to give you a bunch of facts, sometimes laden with humor, sometimes with seriousness, sometimes with tears, but to let you make your own decision. It's happened. The range of emotions on this show goes everywhere sometimes, and I don't even expect it most of the time. But this is a bit of a hoorah speech. Folks, the left never, ever, ever gives up. They don't. You don't have to like them. I don't. You don't have to like their ideology. I can't stand it. It's destructive and evil in many cases. But you have to begrudgingly admit that sometimes many of them, not all of them, but many of them won't give up while we sit back and get frustrated. We can't let that happen. The warrior spirit is in us, not them. The radical left are full of cowards. And I think with us, we see the truth is in front of us and they won't accept it. We get frustrated and the instinct sometimes is to pull back. The instinct should be to drive forward and plow straight through. I can't use this analogy enough. This is not a golf game, okay? In a golf game, you're playing a game with a couple of your friends, playing 18 rounds, nine rounds, whatever it may be. You get tired after the 11th hole and it's really hot. Yeah. Get in your golf cart and go home. Nobody cares. Joe's a golfer. Does anybody yeah. care? Hell Nobody no. cares. Mm -mm. Joe doesn't even care. Joe's yeah. hot. He's going back in his car, putting on the AC. The golf greens owner gets his money. The people behind you play through. Nobody cares. You can give up in golf. Yes, That's not this. That's not what we're living in right now. We are living with a boxing match with no referee, no rounds, no timer, no fans, and no way out. The door is locked behind you. When you stop fighting and you think you can go home and get back in the AC, the other guy is still whipping your caboose. And it's hurting really bad. So you have two choices. You can fight back or you can get pummeled into oblivion. Don't mistake one for the other. You're making a tactical, strategic miscalculation that will cause you immense pain, economic, financial in the long run, healthcare pain, and everything else, and potentially in New York City, death, if you succumb to what's happening there now, where they are threatening to defund the police department. I'll get to that later. These little victories matter. Your phone calls and your emails matter. Again, a small thing. I don't want to be hyperbolic. But evidence, again, that your voice makes a difference. All right. Um, let me get to my second story. So yesterday, I didn't get to cover this in depth because the story broke as we were recording the program today. Um, John Roberts, the Chief Justice of the United States, has abandoned us again on the Supreme Court. Listen, please, please, I'm begging you. The verdict is in, folks. The gavel is dropped. 
Please stop talking about John Roberts as the swing vote. John Roberts is not the swing vote. He's a liberal. He is a dyed-in-the-wool liberal. He's not a swing vote on anything. He's a liberal. The court has a 5-4 liberal bet. But then he was appointed by a Republican. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I don't care that George W. Bush appointed him. He is a dyed-in-the-wool, full-blown lib. What happened yesterday in the Supreme Court? I didn't get a lot of time to talk about it. I don't want to beat it to death today, but I wanted to give you, I owe you a better analysis because there's more rulings coming down today as well. Trump's taxes and elsewhere. It's a great piece in the Wall Street Journal which describes the fraud Chief Justice Roberts is. It's called One Man's Supreme Court by the Wall Street Journal's editorial board. The Chief Justice relies on an abortion precedent he dissented from? No way. Really? So let me get this straight. There was a case, to give you kind of a brief synopsis in front of the Supreme Court, was ruled on yesterday, where Louisiana had a law that said if you are going to be an abortion doctor terminating life in the womb, then like every other medical professional in the state that engaged in these intrusive procedures, you had to have admitting procedures to a hospital in case it was an emergency. Basically saying that abortion providers should be treated like any other healthcare professional. Seemed like a Pretty common sense law, right? Yeah. Well, of course, right, Joe? Common sense, right? Now, yeah. what's interesting about this, Joe, is a lawsuit was filed because, you know, abortion is a sacrament amongst the left. But the lawsuit wasn't filed by any woman who was denied an abortion. So, Joe, you're probably thinking, um, so who was the victim? Yeah. If no woman was denied an abortion because of this law, then who had what they call standing? The lawsuit was filed by abortion providers, not by any woman who was denied this air quotes right to an abortion. I say air quotes because there's no such thing. It's made up. But that's interesting. And it, they didn't even have real standing there. But the chief justice in the case, I'll get to this screenshot from the Wall Street Journal piece in a minute. Chief Justice Roberts, full-blown limb. There was already, Joe, a very similar case a few years ago in front of the Supreme Court. Matter of fact, almost an identical case about a Texas law about what? This is crazy time, Joe. A Texas law about admitting privileges into a hospital for doctors. You may say, well, Chief Justice Roberts, who yesterday ruled that, no, no, that Louisiana law that was the same as the Texas law, that law is no good. Joe, if common sense prevails, clearly Justice Roberts ruled the same way in the Texas case, right? Not, saying yeah. that the Texas law is no good. You'd be wrong, Joe. No. Because you're thinking in common sense terms. Yeah. Shame on you again. Let's go to the Wall Street Journal piece. I don't know what you're thinking. Common sense? Uh -huh. Come on. This is Chief Justice Roberts. So from the Wall Street Journal piece, showing you what a fraud Chief Justice Roberts is. A woman's right to an abortion wasn't even at issue in the June Medical Services versus Russo case. No woman seeking an abortion was a plaintiff. The case was brought by abortion providers who claim that Louisiana's requirement that they have admitting privileges would be an undue burden on the ability of a woman to obtain an abortion. Keep in mind, no woman filed suit here. Here's the stunner they go on. Four years ago, a different court majority, Supreme Court majority, overturned a similar Texas statute. Oh, okay. With then Justice Anthony Kennedy joining the four liberals. Chief Justice Roberts dissented in that case. Yet on Monday, the justice, Chief Justice Roberts joined the liberals, citing his duty to follow a precedent. Jeez. <laughs> not, a precedent he disagreed with. Oh. Do you, you get what I'm saying? Oh. Texas abortion law, Chief Justice Roberts says, no good. Exact same law in Louisiana. Chief Justice Roberts, that law is good. This guy's a total phony. He, is, may, he may go down as the worst judicial appointment to the Supreme Court by a Republican in modern history. Now, some of, so I, this is the reason I want to discuss this after the prior story about never giving up, fighting, and even winning small victories. Activism, phone calls, emails to elected officials, to police departments and elsewhere. Because some people are using this as an excuse to give up on the 2020 election. And candidly, it's really driving me crazy. Some of them are friends of mine. Some of them are friends of Joe's too. I haven't told, I haven't discussed with this, uh, this with Joe before the show, but oh yeah, one specific guy I have a lot of respect for who's constantly 
suggesting that we got to just abandon the court system. It's a total mess and we got to give up judicial supremacy rules. Uh, Listen, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. The court system stinks. I get it. We've appointed judges. Many of them have abandoned us. The simple fact, Joe, though, is many of them haven't. Clarence Thomas, rock star. Alito, rock star. Gorsuch, jury's still out. Kavanaugh, jury's still out. I'm sorry, but I'm not willing to do the boxing golf analogy and say, oh, I give up because you're still getting your arse kicked. So the logic there is forget it, 2020. It doesn't even matter. The Trump election, Trump appointed a couple of conservative justices and we're still losing in the courts. So again, you're in the golf analogy. Let's just give up, forget it. Walk off the, when it's not a golf game, it's a boxing match. You think you're in a golf game. The other guy's beating the snot out of you. Just checking. That's your analogy. You you understand Mm -hmm. your whole, your whole collective credo, this belief system is all wrong, right? You're still under the belief this is a golf game as if there will be no consequences for your walking off the field. They will follow you and beat you with their golf clubs. You don't understand that. A lot of us do. There is no quit. I'm very sorry. And for honestly, to folks, to give you a a kind of a, 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 a scope of what the playing field looks like on my show, for every one email I get from someone who says, I'm done, I'm quitting. Seriously, I get 99 from people saying, double down, full steam ahead. Right. My audience is hardcore. I'm not kidding. They're ready for the fight. I'm not saying that for puffery to pound my chest. Look how tough my audience is. It's true. I'm talking specifically to that one person. You may say, Dan, why? 99% of us are with you. Because that one person matters. General Flynn put out a terrific parlay on Parler yesterday on his account. He said it was something to the effect of, you know, 2% of, you know, dedicated, passionate people will control the other 98%. 100% of the time. Fact. The verdict is in. That is a fact. God bless you, General Mike Flynn. That is one of the most powerful things I've ever heard. He was quoting someone. 2% of passionate people will control the other 98% 100% of the time if the other 98% are impartial to anything and ready to give up. I'm not giving up and neither should you. We could get two more Supreme Court picks under President Trump. You ready to give up? What? Ah, forget it. Uh, Gorsuch is, uh, and Kavanaugh, we don't know yet. The jury's still out, so I'm finished. You're finished. I'm not. I have a great article, by the way, The Federalist. It's, it's, uh, it's in the show notes today. Check it out. Bongino.com slash newsletter is where you subscribe to my show notes. I'll send you these articles every day. Great article. Seven times, or if it was Joe Biden, seven times, John, uh, John Roberts has screwed us over on other rulings. Or wow. even better, Joe Biden. Seven times uh, John, uh, uh, John Roberts has screwed us over. It goes over the Obamacare ruling. Remember that? When yeah. John Roberts said, no, Obamacare is a tax, therefore it's constitutional. Fascinating, because Obama is actually on tape with a mainstream media reporter on tape. You can look at it today saying, Obamacare, the penalty is not a tax. Crazy. John Roberts just reinvented the law. Despite Obamacare, Obama, you know, that's where Obamacare comes from for some of the far leftists watching, saying it wasn't a tax. Remember the citizenship question on the census? No, no, Robert said we can't have that. Despite in the same ruling, Robert saying the way they did it is the problem. Trump's ability to do it isn't. So now he has administrative procedure problems. So he rewrote that too. Then, of course, there was the... um, Remember when he uh, when he censored uh, Senator Paul during the impeachment hearing for bringing up the whistleblower's name? I will not allow the whistleblower. Rand Paul should have yeah. blown right past him. Yeah. Remember that one? And then there yeah. was the DACA ruling. Remember the DACA mm-hmm. ruling just recently? Remember that one. President Trump has the power to uh, stop DACA, the immigration program, in circumvention of the law that President Trump stopped. But we just don't like the way he did it. Phony. Total fraud. Read the article in The Federalist. This guy's totally abandoned the rule of law. Disgraceful. He's disgraced the, the, uh, the black robe and what it signifies. Disgusting. I'm really disappointed. But we fight on. We always fight on. Always. I get you're upset. Me too. I get it. It's no excuse. No quitting. Ever. Your kids are watching what we do right now. So are mine. Fight on. 
All right, let me get to my second sponsor. Today, all form. We just got one of these. These are customizable sofas. They arrive in the mail. They are super easy to put together. My wife put it together with minor assistance from me, right? Wouldn't you consider it minor? She did. <laughs> she goes, very. It was it was like that. Like if this, if it was like this, I was like that. I came in at the end and <laughs> saved the day. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you heard me talk about Helix mattresses. Helix has gone above and beyond. They make terrific mattresses. We have two of them in the house. So now they are doing sofas. What makes an all-form sofa really cool for starters? It's the easiest way you can customize a sofa using premium materials at a fraction of the cost. You pick your fabric. Spill stain and scratch resistant. The sofa color, color of the legs, the sofa size, and the shape to make sure it's a perfect fit for you and your home. They've got armchairs, love seats, all the way up to an eight-seat sectional. There's something for everyone. Check out ours right there in case you think I'm messing with you. That's in my daughter's room right now. I did that much, not this much, according to Paula. But it is really that easy to put together. Start small, buy more seats later. You want to customize it and grow. All form sofas are delivered directly to your home with fast, free shipping. In the past, if you wanted to order a sofa, take weeks or even months to arrive. You know that. You need someone to come and assemble it. It's a real pain in the butt. All form takes just three to seven days to arrive in the mail. Assemble it yourself in just a few minutes. No tools are even needed. Turn a few and you're it's that, it's that good, that easy. Getting a sofa without trying it in a store sounds uh, risky. You don't need to worry. You get 100 days to decide if you want to keep it. If you don't like it, they'll pick it up free, give you a full refund. Simple as that. They have a forever warranty. To find your perfect sofa, don't wait. Check out allform.com slash Dan. And Allform is offering 20% off all orders for our listeners at Allform, A-L-L-F-O-R-M.com slash Dan, Allform.com slash Dan. Get 20% off all orders today. All right, beautiful sofas. We love, my daughter loves hers. All right. Uh, where are we now? Getting back to the show. Okay. So, you know, I've been really focused on this whole tech tyranny thing and how the impact on the 2020 election is going to look and what the battlefield is going to look like. Folks, it's troubling. That's why I got involved in Parler. You all know that. I've given that disclosure a million times. I'm sorry, but it's only appropriate. I'm one of the owners of the company, Parler, which is a competitor to Facebook and Twitter. That's not why I bring up these stories. I bring them up because they're going to have a deep and profound impact, not only on your life, but on the 2020 election. Ladies and gentlemen, the liberal left and liberal corporate America, which has entirely abandoned any semblance of dignity, uh, they are genuflecting and bowing at the knee in front of every radical leftist group on Twitter that tries to intimidate them. And it's quite disgusting. Corporate America has abandoned us. They are now, believe it or not, boycotting in mass Facebook. This is interesting. You may say, well, Dan, what's the problem? Don't lose me on this. This is an important story. You may be saying to yourself, well, what's the issue? If liberal corporate America, dominated by liberals on their boards, are boycotting Facebook. In other words, they're, they're stopping their ad, their ad supply on Facebook. They're not paying for ads anymore on Facebook in an effort to push them. What's the problem? Leftist Facebook, leftist corporate America. Dan, let them eat themselves alive. That's not what's happening. It is what's happening, but that's not the result. Leftists and leftist groups are trying to get Facebook now to police private groups. I'm not kidding. Look at this article in the Wall Street Journal today. It should scare the mm, out of you. Woke capital targets free speech. Advertisers want to turn Facebook into a political enforcement tool. So again, I'm trying to say, you may be saying to yourself, good, let them eat themselves alive. No, no, folks, this is going to have far-ranging consequences. Facebook has, what, a billion-plus users? It has become a new public square. If Facebook turns from a public square for debate, turns from that into a totalitarian spying tool for Democrat operatives to use the platform to weed out their opposition, do you understand the silencing effect that's going to have on political voices in elections? Mm -hmm. You get where I'm, they're using them, mm -hmm. Facebook, yeah. as yeah. a big surveillance state. You don't believe me? Check this out. This is what these corporate companies folding to the left are pushing Facebook to do. Quote, the activists want Facebook to use algorithms to, folks, pay attention to this line, please. This should scare you. I'm trying to not use any expletives here, but I can't emphasize enough how frightening this is. The activists want Facebook to use algorithms to more close, closely surveil private groups as well as to remove any groups that focus on climate denialism? 
says, watch out if you debate climate projections, what you thought was a private forum. They also want Facebook to fact check speech by politicians, but don't expect claims consistent with officially sanctioned social justice ideology to face any scrutiny. Folks, this is deeply, deeply disturbing. Now you understand my involvement with an alternate social media platform and why I'm doing this. Facebook is the new public square, ladies and gentlemen. Sadly, I wish it weren't. We're making an effort right now, slowly but surely, to stop that and give you an alternative. They want Facebook to start policing private groups looking for climate denialism, political speech they deem is inaccurate by a fact checker. Can I give you um, just a brief kind of synopsis of what will happen if corporate America, corporate America, you would think would believe in like crazy things like economic freedom and big R God-given rights. They've abandoned us completely. Corporate America is all in with the radical left. Most of them, not all, most of them. Because they're afraid. They're scared little children who think that the one percenters on Twitter who tweet to each other about social justice causes are really the majority of America. Here's what's going to happen. You'll be a member of, of whatever, some group, you know, uh, energy industry for, you know, for change. You're a member of an energy group and you want responsible, say, fossil fuel development where you think natural gas and nuclear is the future because it reduces CO2 emissions. I'm using that example for a reason. Say you're in a group like that. Facebook's now going to come and do what? The activists are pressuring to monitor that group? Shut you down? Fact check your private posts? What if you're a group that supports police officers? What if the group is called whatever, Facebook.com, uh, defend the police, back the blue. You're going to have Facebook fact checkers in your private group amongst police officers if you're talking about facts and your own political beliefs about policing in America, fact checking and deleting groups like that? Ladies and gentlemen, this is a totalian Orwellian future. I don't think a lot of us are prepared for. But you better get ready for it soon. Again, that's why I'm involved with this alternative. We can't just sit back. I'm not giving up. I'm very sorry. If every project I partake in fails, my wife and I were talking last night. I'm not messing with you. Before we were, we were watching a show and before we were getting ready to go to sleep, she's like, you're definitely a doer, you know? She's like, if win or lose, I didn't like what Drudge was doing. We did Bongino Report. I didn't like what Facebook and Twitter were doing. We did Parlor. Win or lose, I'm still punching. It's fine. I lose the fight, get my caboose kicked, it's all right. At least I went down punching. And I know a lot of you feel the same way. You know what? I'm going to get to this third spot quick. It's Tuesday. I always appreciate your patience. We have great sponsors. Um, I'm going to get to that. And I want to get to some video. Ladies and gentlemen, we now have, if there was a Moron of the Week award and it's only Tuesday, it's already over. This video, it's already over. Joe, it's over. Oh, there yes. was, I don't even care what happens. Uh -huh. the rest. We have the Moron of the Week. This video is going to blow your mind. Some of you may have seen it already. But it's at the White House press conference from yesterday. It's just <laughs> face plant like you've never seen. All right. Today's show also brought to you by Joe's favorite, Rock Auto. Oh, Chain yeah, stores baby. have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Joe loves Rock Auto. It's where he, he is a do-it-yourselfer. It's where he fixes his car and gets all his auto parts. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everyone. Yeah, I know he does. Yeah, when I picked him up, he's like, I love that place. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, what airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone. Does not require membership or account login. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com, the shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything. Engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic, your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks on an easy-to-navigate website. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to use. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brands, specs, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. The same for the pros and do-it-yourselfers. Don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Bongino in that how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you. We appreciate that. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, save money, get the best parts, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Paul is singing for me in the background. Joe's personal favorite, so he loves that. All right. <laughs> 
This is going to be, I'm sorry, but I, I enjoy these segments. I know they're not. Joe says about the show, everything you need to know in an hour. Sometimes these aren't things you need to know, but in an effort to break up the serious issues we talk about, I mean, we just got done with a lot yeah. of serious stuff, right? The yeah. fight, election 2020, abortion ruling the Supreme Court. I like to break up the show with a little bit of lightheartedness, always provided for us by the imbeciles on the far left, radical left, who just provide constant content every single day. First, just let me go to this tweet by the Democrats who now apparently think Mount Rushmore is a symbol of uh, the white supremacist movement in the United States. This is an actual tweet. Mm. Um, they deleted this. This is the Democrat Party. It's not a joke. It's a real tweet. Um, Trump has disrespected Native communities time and, uh, time, and time and time again. He's attempted to limit their voting rights and block critical pandemic relief. Now he's holding a rally glorifying white supremacy at Mount Rushmore, a region once sacred to tribal communities. They deleted this monstrosity of a tweet. I, I was unaware. Did you see that advertised? I did not see that, Joe, you know, from the White House's official account. White supremacist <laughs> rally, Mount Rushmore. Did you catch that? Did no, you see it? I didn't. Paula, know. did you see that? Paula, did, so that's true. I have not seen it either. Uh, again, they're Democrats. I put these up. As, as a sad kind of tragic comedy. You know, like the crying clown, everybody feels bad for him. He's supposed yeah. to be happy. He's crying. It's like, it is. It's just sad to it. This is really a disgusting, grotesque party. And I'm embarrassed. You know, I was on The Five yesterday and I just laced into Andrew Cuomo. And I said at one point that liberals have vibranium-coated uh, skulls. And a lady put on my Facebook, I'm offended. I voted Trump and I'm a Democrat. You offended me. I'm not talking about you. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to take an edge off what I mean exactly what I said. I'm talking about these radical leftists that have hijacked your party. And if you are serious and you're a Democrat looking for change, then it's up to you to say something too. These are the idiots leaving your party. They, they just put out a tweet suggesting that Trump is advertising a white supremacist rally at Mount Rushmore. Mount Rush people actually believe that, which says a lot about the IQs of the people who believe this stupidity. Now, the moron of the week word, again, it's only Tuesday, but it's over. It's uh, This may be... No, what's today's date? That can't be the month because it's June 30th. June maybe we maybe we should have played this tomorrow. And on June, uh, July 1st, we should have uh, we should have just rolled right through and said, this is moron of the year award. Here's Ryan Lizza, um, an alleged journalist. I say alleged because I think we all know the truth. Man. He's at the press conference yesterday. Um, he's obviously a liberal activist posing as a journalist. And he asked Kaylee McEnany what is unquestionably the dumbest question I have heard this year so far at a presser. Listen to this uh, phenomenal stupidity. Does he believe, does President Trump believe that it was a good thing that the South lost the Civil War? And then two, is he interested in following NASCAR's example and banning the Confederate flag at his own events? Well, your first question is absolutely absurd. He's proud of the United States of America. Dude. You hear it, Joe? You heard it, right? Come on. Yes. Seriously, is that right? Right? Is that not the dumbest? I mean, is this guy got more out of the week? Jackass. He may get more out of the month for July. It hasn't even started yet. July hasn't even started. I think we'll just do. Let me just take a note. Yeah. July, so we don't we don't mess this up. July. I'll put M O M. It's a stand for moms. More out of the month because I don't want to then you know anoint someone else more out of the month in July. That that was a a. a Pretend to be obviously journal. I'm not even going to call him a journalist. Ryan Lizza again asking the press secretary, who just her answer is just priceless. Like I'm not even going to pay attention to whatever you just said because it was so dumb. Uh, is President Trump uh, upset that the uh, the uh, the South lost the civil civil? Like I said, folks, we can always break up the show with unintentional comedy from the radical left. Um, here's one more article, Legal Insurrection. Be up in the show notes today. We love Legal Insurrection. Such a great blog. William Jacobson, by the way, the founder of the blog, under total attack from deranged lunatic leftists who hate him because he tells the truth. Showing you again what a joke cancel culture is. Uh, Legal Insurrection, Yale dismisses demands to change its name following a cancel Yale campaign by Mike Lachance at Legal Insurrection. Read this article. I want you to read it for one reason. I want you to understand deeply, embedded into your soul, woven through the fiber of your being, what a joke and a fraud cancel culture is. You know cancel culture, which says really when anyone the left doesn't like, conservatives, Republicans, or even Democrats who don't toe the party line, said something in their past, a tweet from 10 years ago, um, a skit in a comedy act that was really in poor taste or whatever it was, or maybe not, or whatever it may be. They just don't like it. They must be canceled, fired, humiliated, terminated. You know, cancel culture. Some of you sadly have been victims of it. 
Cancel culture for statues is any statue that has anything to do with the Confederacy and by default slavery. Those people have to be torn down too, which is fascinating because Jesse Kelly, after Hat Tip Him, a radio host, started this, did it kind of as a joke, but it turned out to be something serious because the left is a joke. And of course, they don't get it. He started this cancel Yale campaign. Why Yale? Because the namesake of Yale Mm -hmm. was a slave owner. So just to be clear, cancel culture frauds out there, because you are, you're all frauds. And I think you know that. It's why you wake up in the morning, clawing at your faces, screaming at the skies every day and putting your pink hats on. You all know you're frauds. If your principles, and Joe, I'm just asking a question again. I'm just asking a a question. Sure. If your principles are anything attached to the scar of slavery on this country must be canceled, forgotten about, and erased from history forever, then why are you not canceling Yale and renaming it? It's named after a slave owner. Joe, is is it not a fair question? That is a fair question, Dan. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Why not change the name? I, I don't understand. If we can change the name, if cancel culture wants to change the name of military bases that have been named that way for, you know, decades because some of them have the names of Confederate generals, then why are we not canceling Yale's name too? It's a slave owner. He was a slave owner. Now, his history is more complicated than simply owning slaves, but that's not, that's not, that's not the left's premise, Joe. No. The left's premise is we don't care if history is complicated. If you owned a slave or lived in the South, you're bad and you must be erased from history. That's the... That's their premise, not mine. That's it. That's their premise. Mm -hmm. I agree. History is complicated. Judging people in history by today's standards of civility and decency is a mistake because you'll be cancered in 50 years as standards evolve again as well. That's why it's called history. We should embrace our history, battle scars and everything, literally. Literally battle scars, not literally embrace. You know, I hate the word literally because it's literally overused the most. But that's not what the left said. The left said, we're not talking about the complicated life of Mr. Yale. He was a slave owner. But now they don't want to cancel Yale. Matter of fact, Yale, a liberal university saying, no, no, we're not going to get rid of our name. Joe, why would that be? Why do you think that'd be? Hmm, um, let I... me just suggest to you, maybe, Joe, yeah. that the name Yale. Uh-huh. Follow me here. All right, buddy. Is a very valuable signaling mechanism. Oh. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You think there may be a lot of money invested in those four letters? I would say yes. (laughs) If you are a graduate of Yale, I'll ask you a simple question to show you what a powerful signal Yale is. Those four letters. Would you rather, and I got this from a podcast once, talking about the signaling effect of higher education in contrast to the training effect. No one let that overcomplicate things. Would you rather go into a job interview if you were never going to be caught either way for, say, a computer programmer? Would you rather go in with all the skills of computer programming and no education at all, a resume that says, whatever, I graduated with a GED, or would you rather go into that interview if you knew you could fake it and no one would ever catch you? With a fake resume saying you graduated from Yale with a bachelor's degree in computer science, but you didn't have the skills yet, what would you rather do? Many of you'd probably say, I'd rather go in with the degree from Yale and no skills rather than have the skills and no degree at all. Why? Because ladies and gentlemen, higher education, sadly, has become largely a signaling mechanism and has absolutely nothing to do with the job skills you're going to have. Listen, I went to graduate school twice. I've got a BA, an MBA, and an MA. And I got to tell you, I rarely, if ever, used any of those skills in the Secret Service. The MBA I use now in business, to be fair, and I enjoyed my time in college and graduate school. I loved it. But do you see my point, Joe, that the degree is just a signaling mechanism? Mm Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's a signal that says, hey, I'm smart. I passed the test. Right. Yeah, but do you know anything related to the job? I don't know. Nobody. Yale is an Ivy League school. That's a big signal. It's a bat signal. Hey, I'm really smart. If Yale had to change its name to Bag of Donuts University, all of a sudden, everybody's going to be like, hey, no one's going to know Bag of Donuts University. They only know Yale. 
So interesting how when cancel culture affects the bottom line of a company whose goodwill is all in the four letters of its name, a liberal university, who would be bankrupted by those four letters disappearing because now you'd have to tell everyone you went to Bag of Donuts University rather than Yale and they'd be confused. All of a sudden, cancel culture is like, no, 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 no. We're not interested in that anymore. The cancel culture Yale kids and everyone else are like, don't you dare change the name. I paid a lot of money to say I graduated from Yale. It's a signal. I don't want to say Bag of Donuts University. So just to be clear, attachment to slavery and the Confederacy has nothing to do with it. It's just your pocketbook that matters. Just, just to be clear on what your principles are. I'm, we're, I'm just asking. I'm just asking a question. You said it was about slavery. A slave owner is the namesake of your school, which you proudly wear on your sweater. Yale, go Yale, Yale number one. And yet all of a sudden you don't care at all. You'll wear the sweater. You'll put the diploma on your wall. That's the name of a slave owner. You understand that, right? Don't take my diploma. I ain't putting Bag of Donuts University up there. I paid 100K for that Yale signal. Taught me nothing about my job. Doesn't matter. The powerful signal. Again, ladies and gentlemen, showing you what epic frauds these leftists are. They don't give a damn about canceling anything. They only give a damn about canceling you, their political opponents. This isn't based on any principle. This is chaos. We're good. This is moving towards the French Revolution. Total chaos. This is Salem witch trials. That person a witch? Everybody's a witch. That's what's happening. Read that article in Legal Insurrection. They're all frauds, folks. Every single one of them. All right. I got a lot more. One last sponsor today. Again, always appreciate your patience. We got great sponsors here. My next story is important. I want to tell you about it. I'm telling you, I'm going to give you some evidence about a seismic shift coming with the Democrats. They are treading on very dangerous turf. Don't go anywhere. Final sponsor today, Helix Sleep. We mentioned them before. We're all for them. Mention them again with their mattresses, which are great. Helix Sleep makes personalized mattresses made here in America, shipped to your door, free no contact delivery, free returns, and a hundred night sleep trial. We have two of these. I had a friend over a little while ago. I said, go use my daughter's room. She's not here. She has a Helix Sleep mattress. He said, where'd you get that mattress? Not a joke. He knows who he is. I said, Helix, they're great. Choose a mattress by going to Helix Sleep. They have a quiz. It takes two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why are you buying a mattress for someone else? This doesn't make any sense. You're spending more money on a mattress made for somebody else, not for you. You like a mattress that's soft or firm. Sleep on your side or your back. It all matters. You sleep really hot like me. With Helix, there's a specific mattress for each and everybody's unique takes. I took the quiz. I was matched to a Midnight Lux Helix mattress. Helix mattress, we love it. We love Helix here, but you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020. They earned it by GQ Wired Magazine and Apartment Therapy. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. That sleep quiz is money. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Helix, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash Dan for up to $200 off your mattress order. The sleep quiz. It doesn't cost you money. Money. I'm like an old New York City. It means it's good. It means it's good. for this. Go take it today. Helixsleep.com slash Dan for up to $200 off your mattress order. Go today. You're going to love this mattress. I can personally vouch for it. So can my daughter has one. They love it too. All right. Back to the show. So, um, you know, again, I was on the five yesterday. I'll be on again today, Tuesday, for those of you listening on delay. So if it's Wednesday and you're listening a day late, you've already missed it. Sorry. But uh, I enjoy that show. Some healthy <laughs> debates on there. But I brought up yesterday how there's very few issues, very few, which can switch entrenched ideologues from one party to the next. Very few. There was a book out. I think it was Irving Kristol. I'm not sure. It's called The Political Brain. I read it a long time ago. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the book. And one of the premises of the book was that 40% of our population are basically dyed-in-the-wool leftists. 40% are on the right, and that the only only about 20% in the middle are persuadable. So in other words, no matter what you do, you're not going to get those 40% to move. He's probably right, that premise in the book, and I'm, forgive me if I'm getting the book, I'm pretty sure it was that. But there are issues that can switch people from ideologues on either side. Like, I am voting Republican no matter what, 
diehard MAGA folks or likewise. I'm a Bernie guy, Bernie bro, no matter what. I'm never voting for Republican. There are issues that can switch people. And ladies and gentlemen, I made the point on the five yesterday. One of those issues is public safety. When your safety is personally at risk, God forbid, and I mean that, I pray for you and your family this does not happen. You are attacked. You lose someone. God forbid someone in your family is, is murdered. Someone in your family succumbs to a drug addiction that didn't have to happen. These are horrors I would not wish. I am not kidding. This is not a joke. This is not funny on my worst enemy. There's none of there's nothing in my I do not have a vindictive streak. Says, ah, you voted, you let it happen. No, 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 no. It's, it's immoral. I'm sorry. Article in Breitbart today. Check it out. Be up in the show notes. The Blasio, the communist mayor of New York City, is not kidding. This guy has completely lost it. He is Nero right now watching New York City burn. Bill de Blasio confirms a $1 billion cut from the NYPD budget. Ladies and gentlemen, I have no problem with fiscal frugality and finding savings everywhere, Pentagons, police departments, whatever. That is not what this is about. This is about defenestrating completely the New York City Police Department an open season now for criminals preying on you. People will die because of this. I think, let me correct myself again. I had to correct myself on Hannity last night. Some of you saw it. More pe- people are dying now. More people will die because of this position. And it's not hyperbole. It's not drama. It's not intended for effect. It is just a hard, painful fact. People will die. Because of this decision. By the way, I'll get to this political safety thing in a minute. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you because I talk about this story a lot and I've never given you the numbers. I'm going to show you how people, public safety, when the threat hits their house of danger on their front door, you can get even the most dyed in the wool liberals to all of a sudden consider an alternative. Very hard with taxes, regulations social issues. It's very hard to change a liberal's mind. It is. With public safety, maybe not so. Before I do that, though, I just want to show you how anyone thinking that this decapitating our police departments is some big winner, by the way. And by the way, this is soft bigotry to believe this, which the Democrats do. Black voters will love this as if black voters are automatons that vote like a big robot. Black voters will love this. No policing. Really? Because our friends at Rasmussen took a poll and it's actually the opposite. So I know a lot of leftists are soft bigots and they don't they, they talk about black voters as if they're all the same, which is the very essence of a stereotype and racism. But we'll leave that for another day because it's leftist and we can go on all day about their racism. But here's Rasmussen tweet at Rasmussen underscore poll. Blacks, 67 percent are most concerned about public safety where they live. Wait, wait, wait. Joe, am I reading this right? So yeah. black voters, black citizens, yeah. 67% of them are the most concerned about public safety compared to 63% of whites and 65% of other minority Americans. That's what it says. Yeah. That Oh, oh thank you. That's why I have Joe here. Yes, it's not please. just his excellent audio engineering skills. I need him as a fact checker. My eyes are going. I'm 45. <laughs> I'm rotting away slowly, but surely I'm like, am I reading this right? Yeah. So Democrats who've told us, because again, it's just soft bigotry, if not open bigotry in many cases, not all Democrats, but the radical left definitely. No, no, this is a winner with black America. Chop off the heads of the police. Get rid of the police. One billion dollar cut. That's not what the actual data act says. Good luck with that, Democrats. Showing you how grossly they're politically miscalculating here by thinking that we're going to cut police departments and let criminals run wild. And this is a winner. Go 2020. I can see the campaign signs now. Democrats, 2020, rampant crime and chaos everywhere. Vote for us. Click line B. Good luck with that one, fellas and ladies. It's black voters who hate those decisions the most. If you believe in polls, which, you know, or data or anything like that, which we know leftists have a difficult time with. I had to go to the absolutely dreaded Wikipedia for this, which is always a fake news propaganda site. But the one thing they do get accurate because they pull it from state boards of elections are actual election results. The only time you can use Wikipedia and be sure they're telling you the truth. The rest of it's total colossal BS all the time. Uh, 
All right, I don't want to get Wikipedia's a joke. But I had to go, so hat tip uh, to Wikipedia. Uh, I'm embarrassed to have to say that. Uh, but here are a couple of elections. I talk about this because I grew up in New York, New York City. So New York City, uh, Queens, uh, Queens kid for a long time. So you don't think public safety has the power to shift an election? New York City was dominated by Democrats. Ed Koch, David Dinkins, with a beam, a beam. Democrat mayors, radical leftists in the case of David Dinkins for decades. The city, ladies and gentlemen, in the 90s and the late 80s had descended into total chaos. Listen to me. If you live there or you visited there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Times Square was a hellhole. Brooklyn and the Bronx were shooting galleries. Thousands of people were being murdered a year. Thousands more were being attacked. Everybody knew someone whose car was stolen. Ladies and gentlemen, remember the club? Paula, mm -hmm. listen, you younger folks that listen to my show, you got to look this up. The club, it's not a club like you, you beat people with a club. Right. The club, auto theft was so prevalent in New York City when we lived there. Everybody's car was stolen. Did you have a car stolen? She, yeah, yeah, her airbags. They stole the airbags. I had my car broken into. They stole my backpack. Yeah. I went to Queens College. They stole my backpack. It was a gap, white gap back. They stole it. They threw it on the street next door. Stole everything out of my car. Everybody knew someone who had a car stolen. Everybody knew someone who was assaulted, robbed there too, but I discussed that yesterday. Car theft was so rampant, they built this device called the club, which made your car, you'd put it on the steering wheel, impossible to steer if you stole it. Auto theft was so prevalent, everybody had the club. Notice you don't see the club anymore because, no. you know, we have actual law enforcement in the last decade that did their job and now car theft is relatively uncommon. It got so bad, auto theft, that thieves learned how to get around the club. They would take like a Freon or a freezing spray. True story. They would spray it on the lock, hit the lock with a mallet, throw the club off and drive the car away. So what did people start doing? Again, I'm not making this up. They started putting the club backwards on the steering wheel. So it faced the odometer and the speedometer because it was more difficult to reach around and hammer the lock. So then criminals figured out a way to hacksaw the club off. So, or what did they start doing? When they couldn't hacksaw the club off, Joe, they would hacksaw the steering wheel oh, and pull the club through yeah. the hole in the steering wheel. So what happened next? They put out a product called the shield. The <laughs> shield was a metal shield that went over your steering wheel that the club went on backwards so they couldn't saw through the steering wheel. I'm not kidding. Google it. Go to the internet. Go to DuckDuckGo or Bing or wherever you search the internet. The shield and the, this was real and mm -hmm. the club. Yeah. I had the shield and the club and cars still got stolen. People got tired of it. Auto insurance rates were through the roof. Remember that, Paula? Your car was worth $5,000. Your auto insurance bill was seven grand a year. Okay, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not that far from the truth. My auto insurance bill for a Honda Civic Del Sol, the car was probably not even worth seven grand, was $3,000 a year. Whoa. Because everybody's car got stolen and the insurance companies couldn't pay anymore. Finally, middle-class working Americans who were paying more for car insurance, they were paying for food, were like, hey, enough. They had got tired of getting mugged on a very serious note. They got tired of their kids being drug addicts because drug pushers pushing them. Paula used to have to cross the street walking to school in the Bronx because there were prostitutes and crackheads everywhere. People got tired of it. And this is the election result. Let me show you first how it creeped over time and how people got generally more fed up. Let's go to the results from the 1989 mayor's election in New York City. Rudy Giuliani lost to radical leftist David Dinkins. He lost by a sliver. 50.4 for Dinkins, 50.4% of the vote, to 47.8. Now, keep in mind, the fact that Giuliani, as a Republican, even got close and only lost by less than three points to Dinkins was an earthquake in, in Maryland, in New York politics. New York was two to one Democrat. They hadn't even sniffed a Republican mayor in a long time. Everybody was like, Holy crikeys. That's crazy. 
But I think they thought Giuliani was done. Ah, Dinkins is saying he's a liberal. We'll do liberal stuff. He'll fix everything up. Well, that's not what happened. Dinkins tilted to the radical far left. The city descended into absolute chaos, where if your car was stolen once a year, it was now stolen once a week. And people in New York had had enough. Look at what happened in the next mayor's election four years later when Dinkins is running for re-election. Who wins? Giuliani, who went from 47% of the vote to 50.9% of the vote to Dinkins' 48. But Giuliani still only wins by a sliver. Gains about three, four, five points. Dinkins loses a few. He slides by Dinkins and everybody in New York was like, what? A Republican just won the mayorship? Like, all right, Dan, you're not really proving your point that a lot of people shifted from Democrat to Republican over the public safety issue. No, no, I'm not proving it yet. Wait till I show you the next election. So Giuliani gets in, 1993. That's it. The BS stops. Cleans up the city almost overnight. You take a leak in the street, you're going to jail. Drink in the street, you're going to jail. Jump the turnstile, you're going to jail. We are going back to civility, law and order. You're dealing drugs on the corner, you're going to jail. You're carrying a gun, you're going to jail for a long time. The transformation in the city after Mayor Giuliani takes office, I'm not kidding, is almost overnight. Now you say, nobody noticed that. Come on, they're Democrats, liberals. They're dyed-in-the-wool libs. They're never going to listen to us. They don't listen. Really? Look at the next election in 1997. Oh, Mayor Giuliani runs again and wins 57% of the vote to Democrat Ruth Messenger's 40%. Wait, wait, keep that up a second. So just to be clear, New York City, two to one registered Democrats to Republicans, if not more, a Republican mayor who runs on law and order and cleans the city up, wins re-election by 17 points? Yes. That's exactly what I'm telling you. I lived it. I was a police officer through it. I was a cadet through it in the police department. I remember every bit of it. I remember the precinct commanders from the New York City Police Department who for decades had just been left alone to do their own thing in their fiefdoms being brought down to headquarters with Rudy Giuliani, with Jack Maple, the first deputy commissioner in the NYPD, with Bill Bratton, the police commissioner. I remember them being dragged down into police headquarters and those police commanders being asked to respond to every single crime in their neighborhood because now they were mapping everything on computer programs. Hey, um, Commander Jones from the 7-5 Precinct, you have uh, 1661s. Those are complaints when people come to the police department and file a complaint. You have 1661s filed about drug dealing on the corner of uh, whatever, Sutter and Van Sindren. Uh, What have you done? Do we have fake sweat in here? We need a spray bottle. The commander says, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do I do? I haven't been asked that question in two decades. No, no, you're being asked right now. What the hell are you doing about it? These commanders were sweating. They needed like, what do you wear, dove or degree or whatever, 24-hour protection. They needed like to put the degree on their foreheads, get this aluminum zirconium to shut off the sweat glands. They were like, uh, we, we, we didn't do anything. Joe, I'm not kidding. They would come yeah. back, these guys. A <laughs> little bit of a joke. But the commanding officer would leave to go to Comstat the first time because they never made that mistake again. They were used to Dinkins and Mayor Koch where they'd go there, you know, have a cigar or what. Hey, guys, how's things going in the precinct? It's great. We got crime totally under control. You do? Giuliani's like, um, I'm going to get some data together. We'll see how much control you have it under. Starts asking questions. The CO of the precinct would leave. You'd watch him come back five hours later. He'd have gray hair, <laughs> a hair growing out of his nose and his ears, and he'd have aged, you know, 25 years. You'd be like, is that Commander Jones? No, 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 that's not Commander. What happened? Someone's impersonated Commander Jones and stole his collar, brass, and his shield. What the hell happened? The answer is he went to Giuliani's Comstat meeting and got his arse handed to him. That's what happened. And all of a sudden, they started cracking down. And if you broke the law, shocker, you went to jail. And if you stole a car, they started actually fingerprinting the car when it got recovered, something they never did. They're like, ah, it's just a stolen car, no big deal. And then they'd catch the car thieves who were working for chop shops, who were stealing the majority of the cars in New York City. And car theft dropped by like 72 million percent in a year. 
Save those three screenshots if you think I'm busting your your uh, your rachis here. When you clean things up and you run on law and order and you establish that business and personal behavior are acceptable as long as it's legal in a city environment, you don't have to worry about mug, getting mugged, getting walked down the streets, you can change things. Now, I we'll have to run, but one last caveat to this. I showed you three elections because it took a long time, folks. That's a 12-year period, over three elections. Obviously, four-year mayor cycles. It's not going to happen overnight. The sad part about what I'm telling you is it may have to get a lot worse before people realize, like they did eventually with David Dinkins, like they had made the wrong, that they had made the wrong decision. I don't wish that on anyone. I don't wish death or harm or injury on anyone. God forbid. I'm just warning you, it may have to get worse before people wake up and that new Rudy Giuliani era hits us. Sad, but true. All right, thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate it. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. And please follow me on Parlor. I'm almost at a million uh, followers on Parlor. will be the first one. And follow Joe. I tweet, I, uh, I, I parlayed him. I see the vernacular so ingrained this. I parlayed him out, sent a parlor out yesterday. He's at Joe Haas, H-O-Z-1. Follow him too. I'm at D Bongino. Help Joe get to, let's get him to 100,000 before the end of the next week. See if we can do oh, that. Yeah, Thanks again, folks. I appreciate all your support. It means a lot. I like today's show. I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. See you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but... Are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen.